All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift podcast. We have a special guest joining us today. We have Ash Musbacher. She is going to be coming and talking to us about all of her knowledge and expertise within the side of Ecofish. That is her business. Uh, she is the CEO and founder of Ecofish. Sorry, I said Ecofish. I meant Ecofish. Um, she's the CEO and founder of that. It's a demand generation company based in Canada, serving Canada, US, and Europe. She holds two bachelor's degree in math and communication, as well as data science certificate. Uh, very impressive. Math was never a strong suit of mine. So I have mad respect for anybody who did that as a degree. Um, she also has a master's in creative writing from UBC and a quick certificate in project management and leadership, solo made serial entrepreneur and has been working as her own boss for over 10 years now. I'm really excited to get her perspective. We're going to be diving a little bit into AI and different things like that, systems, processes. So let's go ahead and cue that intro and then we'll bring her on. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. All right, Ash, welcome to the show. Thanks. <laughs> yes, yeah, super excited to have you on today. Um, I want to start off uh, with learning a little bit about your journey. We learned a little bit about it in the, the intro, but I want to know your journey as an entrepreneur. Uh, it sounds like you've been doing it for a long time, 10 years now, which that is a long time. Um, yeah. And so I kind of want to know your process to starting and to getting to where you are today and, and doing things with your business now. Kind of want to know that whole journey. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I laugh because you say process and when you start out, you really don't have one. Uh, this uh, is true. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah, it was really just uh, learning as I go. Um, I started, uh, I started as an entrepreneur yeah. or I, I called it freelancer back then. Um, and I'm kind of aging myself there, but uh, I was in university. Don't understand that term. So, so we're yeah, good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, in university, you know, trying to pay the bills, working multiple jobs. Um, yeah. And uh, I, you know, I, I was doing my, uh, my uh, doing some creative writing and um, yeah. basically I just uh, decided, you know, I'll do some content writing for websites. Um, and then yeah. I started, you know, learning the you know, technicalities of WordPress and like, you know, then you start getting into what makes a good website and like getting into marketing and all different aspects. And here I thought I was going to go and do something that was very straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> and then I ended up doing something that was not very straightforward at all. Uh, so you definitely run into like a lot of different identity crisis. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I got started. Um, and it kind of just kind of a lot of it was word of mouth, like how I got business. Uh, yeah. I had no idea how to prospect, no idea how to sell. Um, <laughs> you know, it was mostly like yeah. handshake here, write me a check. I'll do the work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of where I, I got started. <laughs> so I called, I called myself the web duchess. Um, <laughs> I love it. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, uh, the name came from like one of my professors was like, oh, you're like the web duchess. And I was like, 
gonna keep that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So then that just kind of I just kind of ran with it, um, and uh, did that for maybe eight years or so. So wow, yeah. Um, and then I just carried that on until uh, until I was out of university, um, and discovered that I didn't really have a marketing degree or anything like that. Yeah. So had to get uh some either either like real world experience yeah <laughs> uh so that people would respect me and I could get bigger businesses um or a or more degrees and I was already like you know um I had my my eyes already under the water when it came to student loans um yeah, so yeah. it was kind of like okay well let's get her let's get some real world experience so at that point um I was looking at potentially like joining a different like a marketing agency as like their right. consult or just a freelancer to like do odd jobs for them just so that I yeah. could learn from them so yeah and yeah. so did you end up joining that and start to learn about how to market and things like that and get that real wor world experience yeah after a little while like they weren't willing to I had a several interviews uh they liked my portfolio but then as yeah. soon as the you know as soon as I got into the interview and the question came up well what is your you know your education on this topic um then it, it became very clear that they weren't interested in me at all mm. um because I had I lacked that specific education um which was really disheartening because you do all the work and you're up on the best practices of the current day and in my um in my opinion, um, and I still hold this opinion, is if you're doing any kind of um, like certificate or degree in web design or anything that like any kind of anything that moves very quickly, um, right. I wouldn't go the university route. Like I just wouldn't I like, <laughs> because it just like uh, I was talking to somebody, Yeah, I was talking to um, uh, the videographer that we just hired and he went to school for web design. He had to do it as like a prereq for something. And yeah. he they're teaching him like code that doesn't even exist in anymore like yeah and and he has to do that to get his videography piece so uh That's it crazy. doesn't make sense to me um yeah. it's you know I have I have a little bit of a, I have a strong opinion about that but <laughs> we'll keep that I do up. too though no it's yeah. perfect because I do too I mm -hmm. think that uh it the best the best way to learn is to go and do it right and yeah. um by just consuming knowledge especially outdated knowledge like things are easy now like video design is easier than ever with all of the tools that the internet has made available. Oh, yeah. And so to go and be like, Oh, you have to code to be a designer, right? There's probably some coding within it, but it's like, there's apps for that. There's things yeah. that are going to do that. And so why won't I just go and learn that and do that now, instead of sitting in the classroom, learning things that are not relevant. Yeah. So for me, it was Udemy was awesome. It was a great resource because you can get the courses for cheap. Um, yeah. And that was awesome uh, to start out. Uh, I did get like I did color theory, typography, the traditional like graphic design yeah. like subjects so that I could be more informed on like the decisions I was making in my web designs and that kind of thing. So that's kind of where I got started was web development. I did learn code because um, code is just like mathematics <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, you know, mathematics is a language <laughs> and yes. so it's coding. So it kind of, you know, it's just all based on logic. So that's, you know, that was fairly simple for me, um, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, um, and then, you know, using WordPress, WordPress is very user friendly, um, and professional at the same time. So right. um, the agency that I ended up uh, getting hired with as a as a as a contractor, 
um, you know, they gave me a chance, which was great. And a lot of it is like, just like, just being persistent. Um, I sat in their lobby for a month unemployed, um, just doing coffee runs, being part of the culture. They had a foosball table mm. in their office. So I, I challenge people to like games just to like be a face, like Brilliant. just show up. Right. Yeah. Um, they didn't hire me. I ended up getting, I actually managed to get a marketing job for some construction company that they had like, you know, open homes and stuff that wanted to be, they wanted featuring. So I did some yeah. work for them and like three, uh, three months or so into that job, that agency that I had sat in the doorway of uh, actually offered me a full-time gig um, as their lead developer. Um, wow. And that was huge. Yeah, that was huge for me. So uh, that was my break. Um, and then through them, they knew my limitations. Um, so through them, I learned a lot. Like they, yeah. uh, you know, they uh, put me through some of the Udemy courses because uh, I couldn't afford it myself at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned from other people. I learned how to do a proper discovery on mm-hmm. clients, a SWOT analysis, all the kind of traditional marketing things that people kind of overlook even today um, right. because everything's templated now, right? So yeah. it's like, uh, you know, how do you track your KPIs? Um, how are you getting ROI for the client? All that shit. So, sorry, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to swear here. You're good. It's open <laughs> forum, so you're good. <laughs> um, yeah, so so I learned a lot from them. I worked with them for a long time, um, saw how they treated their clients and kind of used some of their values and best practices in my own work. Um, yeah. But I still had that struggle with prospecting and sales. Um, and it wasn't until I started sort of um, really pushing hard in the last like five years that I started to kind of overcome that. So, yeah. Okay. So I, I definitely want to then get into your current business now, because are you still working at that company? No, I, I left, um, they were changing their focus to videography and production, um, and less into websites. So I was getting less and less work from them. And that was when I started to kind of realize that, as much as I had been, I had made myself, you know, I had all this knowledge and I was being fairly successful. Um, I like without them providing me and feeding me jobs, I was useless. Right. Um, and that's a hard, that's a hard pill to swallow when you built up your, Very much so. you know, your livelihood on that. Um, so I actually just, they, they gave me a chance. They were like, you want to learn video production because we'll teach you. And I was like, no, like, I really believe that you pick one thing that you specialize in. And then you just keep moving forward with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad I did because yeah. it, I, I, it was hard, but I learned, I learned a lot. So, yeah. And I appreciate your story of being so persistent there. Um, I remember just talking to my brother who's kind of in that kind of similar position of like, okay, I want to go and learn the skill. And mm-hmm. we were talking about that kind of, we were listening to a lot of Gary V and Gary V talking about just take the jobs that you can, even if you feel like you're better than that or anything Mm -hmm. like that, because it may then lead to a better job and then lead to a better job. And that's what I'm hearing from your story, which I think is a really uh, beautiful demonstration of doing whatever it takes to learn the skills. And then it sounds like you've now gotten the skills to go and build your own business Mm -hmm. um, and to take that and go, okay, I can do this and I can, I can excel in this. And I now have the skills to be successful at my own thing. And that I think is really amazing. Yeah. And that was a huge transition for me personally as well. Um, I sold my client base for web Duchess in 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, and I sold it to the agency that had given me that chance. Um, so they got my clients, uh, and then, 
uh, right before COVID, right? Um, <laughs> so that was almost like a saving grace for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I, I I heard that that was quite a rough go for a lot of people. Um, yeah. So during COVID, I actually did uh, get like just a regular nine to five to yeah. make ends meet. Um, yep. But I was doing the web design kind of on the side for some extra gravy. And um, it was uh, now I was starting to work more instead of just Canadian companies. I was starting to work more with uh, agencies in the States doing white label work, like just as nice. a outsourced contractor. Yep. Um, and then I... Uh, I just found that the expectations that were set by the agencies themselves um, and the salespeople that I was working with, I was doing the work, but they were selling me. Um, and what was happening was they were overselling the job. And then oh. the what was sold wasn't communicated by to the client and to me. So I would go and do a job that I thought was a good job. And then the client was told that they were going to get something else. Um, so then it was like a huge, always miscommunication on the scope of work and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you're paid like crap. Like, yeah. so eventually I was just like, you know what? Like I was getting sick and tired of my nine to five. Uh, COVID right. was starting to come to an end. Um, and so in November of 2021, that's when I started Echo Fish, um, actually on my birthday. And I said, I said to my husband, and I was like, I'm going to do it again. Like, I'm just going to go and do it again. And he's like, okay because he, he knew the ups and downs right and he's like, like we've been on this before pretty before yeah and yeah. so this time I was like but this time I feel like I have more experience like I know the risks yep. a little bit more instead of just like it, it being exciting and having you know my honeymoon glasses on or rosy yeah. glasses or whatever we call them right. um and so I was like I made a promise to myself I'm, like, I'm gonna do it right this time whatever yeah. the f that means right right um, but like I was, you know, I'm going to get the legal stuff in place. I'm going to incorporate, I, I'm going to have a team. I, I want yeah. to do like, I want to compete. Like I want to be yeah. a competitor in the space. Uh, and so I was like, I have to figure out how to do that. Um, yeah. and the biggest pitfall that I fell into, like almost immediately was, uh, signing on to the first coaching program <laughs> that I saw. <laughs> spending like 25k like all my savings on this program and yeah. all they did was give me like a bunch of word docs with some sops uh and i was like what the fuck is this yeah um, and that was that was dis very disheartening so um right yeah yeah so my big thing would be like ask around <laughs> do your research do your research before get, jumping like, in don't yeah my yeah my biggest thing is like learn sales because if yeah. you know how to do sales then you know to how to recognize some of the crappy sales tactics that you know a lot of people use in the space um right. and it's saturated with it right so if you can navigate the pitfalls uh then right. you'll be you'll be moving faster um right. but yeah so we we overcame that um i took on my first couple of employees um, uh, one is, uh, Mikey, who's still with me. Uh, and the other one is Hamza, who's also still with me. Um, mm -hmm. and so they've been with me for basically since inception. Um, yeah. and they're like, like, they're like double me. Like I don't have to. <laughs> that is nice. That's <laughs> called so good great. hiring right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and it wasn't though. Like it was yeah. just, it was just like, Hey, we click on a personal level. You're smart. Yeah. Like you have this self drive and everything. Like you've got the right attitude. You don't have quite, you don't have the skill set there yet, but we can yeah. get you there. Right. Like, but I recognized like, it's just that personality, right? Like if somebody's there to take a paycheck, I can pretty much sniff that out. Um, yeah. But 
if they're there and they want to learn and they, you know, they, they show an interest, um, they're responsive, very communicative, especially when I'm working remotely with them. That's very important. Um, mm-hmm. So that was like the main thing. Um, and yeah, like it just, just coaching and like uh, teaching them things that, you know, as the stuff that I got them up to speed with stuff that I knew at the time. And then we learn from each other as we right. go. So um, to this point, it, like at this point, Mikey is actually uh, my new like co-CEO. Um, so he's running Echo Fish with me. Um, yeah. And Hamza is like my lead SEO strategist. So yeah. he's, he's, yeah. So they both come a long way and I'm really proud of them. That's amazing. So what does Echo Fish specifically uh, expert in? So what do they specifically specialize in and focus on and do for people? Um, that was, we struggled with our identity crisis for a long time, uh, which is fairly normal. Um, Oh yeah. Very, very normal. Yeah. But we finally figured it out like in the last like six or seven months and it's uh, bespoke marketing strategies. So Mm -hmm. essentially we do small and medium sized businesses, um, and, uh, occasionally some, uh, like solar entrepreneurs as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but basically we, we work with them on a very like collaborative basis to get a marketing strategy and a marketing plan in place. And then we execute on the strategy and the strategy mm-hmm. can be anything from like SEO and website design to constant ongoing social media and engagement, PR management, all of that stuff. Um, and yeah. we also set up a CRM for them too. So there, so everything is managed in one place. Um, so yeah, so we we uh, because we're fairly collaborative with our clients. Our clients are all very like close to us. We talk to everybody yeah. like almost every day, um, and it's it it feels very busy. But at the yeah. end at the end of the day, it feels very rewarding because the the key difference in being a solopreneur versus uh, like this kind of a business model right. is I don't feel alone. And that's like a huge yeah. piece for me, right? Like mm-hmm. before I didn't have a community. I, I spoke to my clients occasionally, but there was a very, that was definitely like a professional relationship, right? right. Um, you weren't friends. <laughs> yeah. um, you didn't have like a team to lean on when you were having a hard day. Like, I don't know how many times I've called Mikey crying. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, today's just today's day. Today. <laughs> Yeah. And that's going to happen. Um, yeah. And not even people in the, indus- like in the uh, company, but like people around me who I've just made friends with like over time who right. are going through the same stuff, right? Like just, you get your ups and downs, but it, it ebbs and flows. So my biggest piece of advice to anybody like doing, going from solopreneur or even in solopreneur to business owner and right. you know and beyond is like when it feels like you want to quit like when it feels like why when you're asking yourself why the fuck am i doing this yeah don't stop do not mm-hmm. stop because mm-hmm. just around the corner you're going to hit your break like mm-hmm. and it always happens it always everything everything bad happens at once but everything good happens at once too so yeah yeah. And it's like that, that idea of it's all going to pass. Like yeah. the, the hard things are going to pass. The good things are going to pass. And so yeah. that's just how it goes. Like, that's just how life is. Yeah. And so the, like sooner that you can embrace that, mm-hmm. I think the less resistance that people have to the, the, the bad times and mm-hmm. more gratitude they have for the good times. Have you experienced yeah. that? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. like, um, just looking back, like, if we were to look back at, like, my life, even just precisely a year ago, I had just quit my full-time job, like, a few months ago. Like, so March 25th of 2022 was when I mm-hmm. left 
my full-time gig because uh, Echofish was producing enough income that I could do that. Um, and so that was a huge uh, accomplishment for me because I yeah. made my goal. Um, and then also supporting, you know, the lives of my staff as well, because, right. you know, Mikey, for instance, has a young kid, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I have staff on my team that have families and they rely on this income. So yeah. everybody's ass is on the line. We all have skin in the game um, mm -hmm. and we're all in it together. So and that's the beauty of it. Uh, whereas when I was a solopreneur, like it, it felt very isolating. Um, and it was mm -hmm. uh, like it was hard to appreciate the good when it happened because it almost felt like I was like, oh, yeah, I closed this deal. Um, and then like, you know, a couple of months would go by, the project's finished. And now it's like, OK, now where is my next paycheck? Right. Because I, I need I need work. Right. Um, yeah. And so that was very difficult and um, a little bit like soul crushing sometimes. Right. So I'm curious as to what your thoughts are on this, because you were talking about how rewarding it is to surround yourself with a team, especially a team of people that is a good fit culturally, personality wise. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard a, a lot of objections from people who are solopreneurs that they're like, oh, that's a lot of pressure to have to pay people and to like, I'm in charge of to me. And a little bit. Um, would you say it is rewarding and how do you work through that stress of having employees, um, mm -hmm. even though you, you know, that ultimately may be good for you? Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, uh, my biggest thing, uh, is that they always get paid first. So, um, when I, um, when I started the business and knew I was going to be taking on contractors and employees, um, if you get somebody who is coming in and doing a job for you um, and it doesn't even matter if you don't like them, it doesn't matter if they do a shit job. Um, I am a huge believer that if they've done a crappy job and you're unhappy with the work, it goes both ways. You haven't communicated the job properly uh, or you haven't trained them uh, properly, right? Like you have to meet them halfway um, and you have to give them incentive and inspire them to do the job. That's what a good leader does. So if you're, if you're finding that you're hiring people on, and they're not performing like you think they should, or you're trying to like, you're trying to skimp on their, like their wages and stuff. You have to remember they have families too. Like they have bills to pay, like they're doing it. They're in the exact same position you are. So like, think yeah. about it from that perspective. Right. Um, like, I mean, I don't know how many times like in uh, you know, like last summer, for example, when we were trying to get our, like get our, our footing essentially, like we were struggling with an identity crisis internally and, we didn't know how to structure our messaging as a company. Um, we knew what we did. Or we had uh, I built my company from the fulfillment side first, so we didn't have sales until we had the fulfillment like structured because right. that was a big component of like I don't want to sell something I can't fulfill on because that's mm -hmm. stressful um, mm -hmm. and and nobody's gonna be happy. <laughs> You're yeah. not gonna be happy with yourself when the client gets mad. So right. Um, so yeah, that was a struggle because we didn't. Our cash flow was going like up and down like crazy. Yeah. Um, and I remember like, uh, having, I think we had like maybe $8,000 in the bank or something and I had to pay everybody. I pay everybody at the end of the month. So I had to pay everyone. And then at the end of the month, I had like $500 left after paying everyone. I just don't, don't think about it yeah. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the and send them the money. And yeah. then they, you get the loyalty from your staff, um, yeah. because they know you pay on time and you're, you know, you can feel good about having that, that value driven, you know, culture. 
Um, but also like they are more willing to refer people to you. And I'm a huge believer that marketing starts from the inside out. So if you treat people like shit, um, yeah. if you're, if you're, you know, if you're not treating your staff well, they're going to talk, right? They're, yeah. they're huge advocates for your company. They know right. everything from the inside out. So if you don't treat them well, they're going to be your biggest advocate for your competitor. <laughs> right. Um, right. But yeah, like mm. um, there's been a couple of times where I've had to, you know, take when we were getting, getting started out, I had to take a job. Like I had to yeah. do extra work or a mm -hmm. nine to five or a part-time job just so that I could pay my staff. Right. Because yeah. cash flow was slow or a client, yeah. like um, maybe a client was late because they lost a client. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, you're relying on your clients paying you on time because you have to pay your staff on time. So when right. a client goes, crap, I can't pay you right away. Can I pay you in like a couple of weeks or something? Then you go, shit, yeah. well, I need that cash flow. So yeah. when I, when I see that, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to pay everybody first. I'm going to go get a job and then pay, you know, pay myself or pay yeah. whoever else is waiting. Right. So right. that was always my number one priority. So yeah, absolutely. It's a huge commitment and it's a huge uh, risk. I would say if you're not sure if you can pay people uh, like on a consistent basis, like you don't have a very long runway, then I would say just wait, like wait yeah. until you can make that commitment to them because that's a human right. being that you're promising, you know, an income to. So, right. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that breakdown. I think that's very clear in terms of how to understand that pressure that comes from having a team. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I really appreciate that. I, I do want to quickly talk about before we finish up for today, I do want to talk about the use of AI when it comes to content yeah. creation for mm -hmm. a business. Um, and I know you have a lot of experience on that side of things of content creation and everything like that. Um, and so I, want to know like how you use AI for content creation. Um, mm -hmm. And you brought up something interesting um, when before we hopped on this podcast of open AI. So chat GPT, right, and other companies, yeah. like what information they're getting from us using that. So I want to talk about that and what your thoughts are about AI in general and how to use it for uh, for content creation, but also to make sure to protect your information. Yeah. Um, so it's really important to know that there's different types of AI out there, first of all. Uh, the first one is generative AI, which is what everybody's very familiar with now, which is ChatGPT. Generative mm -hmm. AI takes information that you give it and puts it together to create something new. Uh, digestive AI, which is the other one that's not as well known and has been a long, around for a lot longer, um, is basically you give it something, it takes the pieces apart, analyzes them, and then produces um, like a, a insight on that information. Oh. Um, and a good example of that is Luminoso, which is a uh, digestive AI out there. And what they do is they do like research based uh, information for like marketing companies and sales. So if you want to like go to market or whatever, they can tell you like how's the best way to go to market kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. So that's like a good example. They did like um, they did like No Man's Sky uh, use case, like, you know, looking at like why people were upset with the game when it first launched versus like you know, are they happy now? Can we do like, let's take a survey. And it found yeah. that it was an amazing like projection of that game because they actually listened to the consumer base. Um, so, so using uh, generative AI, uh, I, I like to think of it as like the right brain and digestive AI is the left brain. Um, and so ChatGPT and these generative AIs are really awesome for producing ideas. So 
like we use them for like give us like some brainstorm on like uh, this topic. Um, like we've already done the SWOT analysis using the digestive AI and Luminoso, but let's look at, you know, um, let's look at how we can use that information and create ideas to go to market and take this and, and, and refine the messaging even further. We don't uh, use generative AI to produce content from A to Z because it's just not there yet. Um, mm -hmm. It produces the same crap. It's got, you know, it makes shit up. <laughs> so you have to check your sources. Um, right. Yeah. And like there's, so there's a lot of like things that you need to make sure that you're using, you're, you're doing fail safes for. Um, yep. So, so how we use it is we, we just, uh, it's kind of a human uh, AI mix where we yeah. like get us started with some good ideas and then we'll take it from there kind of yeah. thing. Um, and uh, the one thing to note with being cognizant of, like your IP, for instance, um, is making sure that you're not uploading or giving it anything that is like considered like under NDA or mm -hmm. uh, like protected or proprietary. Because if you read the terms and conditions and privacy policy of OpenAI, uh, they're, um, I think, intentionally vague about what they're using the information for. Um, right. And I've known people who have put patents in there. Right. And and so there may come a time and this is me being a little bit of a conspiracy theorist here, um, <laughs> but you always have to protect your ass. Right. Yeah. Uh, there may come a time where OpenAI goes, well, you gave it to us. We own it now. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're putting anything like, uh, you know, in any intellectual property in there or whatever, you you might just want to be a little wary, at, at least right now, until things get regulated, like what you're using it for. Um, right. Great for idea generation, not so great when it comes to like actual hard, you know, facts and data and that kind of thing at this time. Yeah, mm, that is a great breakdown of that. I think that that I, I didn't even consider that side of things in terms of being careful what you put in. But I also didn't understand that there were two there were different types of AI. And mm -hmm. so I, I think that that's a great kind of explanation in terms of what to use uh, generative AI for um, yeah. and how to use it to its best ability, which is ultimately an idea generator, which I think yeah. is, is great. So I appreciate yeah. that breakdown. Um, it's been awesome being able to connect with you and, and talk on this podcast. So where can people find you if they want to be a part of your world, if they want to connect more, um, and if they're looking for help on that marketing side of things and potentially mm -hmm. would want to connect with you there? Yeah, the best way to get a hold of me is um, just to go to echofish.io, so E-C-H-O fish.io. Yep. <laughs> um, and I have a, I have a like, me and Mikey are the only ones on the discovery call. So if you want to pick my brain, I'm always happy to have a conversation. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I love connecting with professionals. So especially if you want some advice, I'm happy to sit down with you. Amazing. Thank you so, so much for your time. Is there anything else you want to add before we finish up for today? Uh, no, I think that's everything right now. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate your time. Let's go ahead mm -hmm. and uh, cue that, in, that outro. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.